but people want to do the spread. They want to wave the magic wand and be a millionaire next week or buy a hundred unit apartment complex in their first deal because they think apartment buildings are just ATM machines that spit out checks for a million dollars. You know, they're not, that's not how it goes. Maybe if you get lucky when you sell it, as you said, but it's really about making the right consistent choice and the right consistent decisions through the life of the asset and repeatability, as I said, to get that check way in the future. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to Weiss Advice. I am your host, Yona Weiss, and with me today, I have the pleasure of speaking with the one and only Matt Faircloth. How you doing, Matt? I'm awesome, you and it's such a pleasure to be here. Yeah, the pleasure is really all mine. I mean, that's the truth. Just because everyone knows Matt Faircloth. I mean, when you've been on the yeah. Bigger Pockets podcast three times, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah, like an elite group. I mean, you know, that's that's pretty awesome because everyone loves Bigger Pockets. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm lucky enough to be uh, in the trust circle with Bigger Pockets, where I do a lot of contribution for them. I've shot a lot of videos for them. I, I do a weekly, um, you're going to be on it, a weekly Facebook Live thing, remember? You right. Know? I, hope, yes. I hope that's in your, <laughs> yes. in your calendar. <laughs> well, let's, let's do that. But, I got to make sure that's yeah, on yeah. my calendar. Yeah, you're going to put it in your calendar. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're going to be live. Uh, I don't know if this will go out before August 10th. 2022. No, we're, we're, 2020. <laughs> okay. August 10th, 2020. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're going to be Facebook Live. So yeah, I, I do a lot for BP. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And they're, they're incredible. You guys know Bigger Pockets. And you published a book through, through uh, Bigger Pockets, Raising Private Capital, which you can see right I in did. the background if you're watching the video over here. Yeah. He's the, you know, the founder, co-founder of DeRosa Group, right? Which they buy multifamily properties, currently has over 800 units under management. And they're, you know, he's very, very active. So Raising Private Capital is all about really just your experience of raising private capital, using other people's money to invest in real estate and through a lot of different transactions that you've done over the past, you know, close to 20 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I've found a way to create win-win relationships with private money people. I hate the term OPM. I mean, but I do, it's in, uh, you know, it's right. in the, it's in the subtitle there, you know, because people get it, but I mean, it just, it sounds OPM kind of sounds like not your responsibility. Oh, it's their it's theirs or whatever. But Raising Private Capital talks about how to create win-win relationships where you're really the custodian of that money and you're really in charge of that money while it's active in your business and that. And it's even a higher responsibility because it really becomes even more important than your money. It's other people's money. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's such a high regard that you want to make sure that it gets put in the right place. You want to make sure that it gets returned properly and make sure that the, that the ROI is there for them um, and, and, that it gets, and that it gets, you know, properly cared for while it's involved in your deal and raising private capital is a lot of personal stories of um, just experiences I had in my, in the beginning. And as we scaled up through raising money and, uh, and it's real and it's not, it's not hokey. It's not, it's somewhat of a how-to book. It's like a how-to with a lot of personal stories woven into it. Right. And, and I'm looking forward to, to reading as well, uh, which I haven't done yet, but I have a huge list, uh, you know, on my, on my queue, but we'll get yeah. to it. But what, what I love about, you know, about the multifamily industry. And obviously you're, you're deeply involved in the, you know, the whole bigger pockets community and the larger multifamily, you know, all these events and 
uh, you know, podcasts and all that stuff is that it's really, it's a people business. And I think when you're dealing with investors and, and private capital, that's really, it's the people business also because people are investing with you, uh, mm -hmm. not necessarily the deal. Would yes. you find that accurate? It's less, it's really less about the deal. It really becomes all about the operator. As a matter of fact, I talk about in raising private capital about when you first get started, you might have to get people that like and trust you because you're you versus people that are just so uh, excited about investing in real estate, right. you know, and I think it's important to understand the delineation. It's not like they don't want to return on their money. It's not like they don't, you know, want their money back or whatever they do. Um, but people invite people invest with people, you know, I had a good friend say, it's not about the name on the top of the card. It's about the name in the middle of the card on a business card, right? So it's not about the company you're with. It's about who you are. And, and, uh, and I think that people just wanted to like and trust the people. And the deal is secondary. Mm -hmm. um, and those that are out there touting, you know, 15% IRR and whatever, yeah, that's all well and good. But, you know, anybody could put that on a piece of paper. You have to believe the person that's saying it, you know? Right. Yeah. And so how do you, I mean, obviously that comes with just, that comes with experience maybe, you know, but, but for someone who's starting out and, you know, not everyone's doing that, you, you mentioned just a minute ago that it's people are, when you're starting out are investing with you as a person yes. because they trust you. Like, how do you go ahead and, you know, make that shift from someone who's just a likable, trustworthy, like nice person and now yeah. going to my friends and family and acquaintances and saying, hey, guess what? I'm also now getting involved in real estate, right? And yeah. I'm trying to raise some capital. Would you be interested in, like, how do you make that transition? That it's like, yeah, they like you, but are they going to yeah. trust you with? Well, that? you don't, I mean, first of all, you can't be slimy about it, you know? <laughs> and uh, you can't like, hey, you know, let me, have, have I got a deal for you? You do that. <laughs> You want to just authentically, you know, like, let's just say the, the person you're talking to is Uncle Charlie, you know, and you say, Uncle Charlie. I actually you know, have an Uncle I, Charlie. Do you really? <laughs> yeah. I used, yeah, uh, I, I, I used to, but him and my aunt got divorced. So he's not my Uncle Charlie anymore. <laughs> now he's just Charlie. Yeah, right. And anyway, let's just say you're talking to Charlie, uh, whether he's your uncle in your, in your circumstance or your ex-uncle like it was for me. And you're, and you're talking to Charlie and you say, you know, of this real estate thing's really exciting. I'm getting into it. And this is like, you're not at, 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 the, at the level of someone that's been doing this for a while. You're just getting started. You just tell Charlie about how exciting real estate is and, and how excited you are about it. Just bring it up in conversation. And I just say, listen, I work with people that are, that want to invest passively. And I've, I've learned how to invest through people's retirement accounts. I've learned how to invest with cash or real estate equity. I've learned all this stuff. You know, if you're ever interested, if you ever want to diversify, just tell me. And leave it and not like, don't try like, Hey, what do I got to do to set an appointment? How do I, you know, we just leave it. Cause sometimes these things go off like hand grenades, you know, you throw it out there. And two weeks later, Charlie comes back to you and says, Hey, you know, I remember, remember we were talking about that real estate thing. I was thinking about it. And I got like all this, like, you know, half a million dollars sitting in my IRA account. And it's just sitting there doing nothing. And it's just, I, I want to put it into a thing. Mm -hmm. And so there you go. Right. Now you got a conversation. Secondly, anytime anyone asks you how's work or what do you do for a living, your new answer is I invest in real estate and it's going great. You know, whatever your profession is, you know, cost seg, you know, whatever, whatever, uh, school teacher, uh, fireman, whatever. You want to tell people that you're a rising real estate investor because they rarely will change the conversation when you do that. 
Uh, those are two little tips to bring it up. Now, there's a ton more in raising private capital and how you draw people in to talk to you. Is I, I suggest doing a newsletter database and putting stuff out on social media, mm-hmm. not solicitations for deals, just, hey, guys, look at this multifamily I'm looking at today. I almost bought that single family home. What do you guys think of it? Or should I, should I paint this wall blue or yellow in my rental property? Right. You know, it's just sharing mean, just, the journey, right? It's just yeah. sharing your story and how, how you're going. Can people just start uh, correlating, you know, that now you're in real estate and they start recognizing that. Yeah. So that makes a lot of yeah. sense. That's it. That's all you got to do is just show, show your path, show your trajectory. People are curious about alternative lifestyles, alternative business strategies, alternative ways to make money. And mm-hmm. if you just follow yourself around with a cell phone, that's how my YouTube channel got started, by the way. If you just follow yourself around with a cell phone, like, hey, listen, let's just document. Look what I'm doing. You know, people are intrigued by it. You know, people want the story. People want the, want the you know, and then eventually turns into investors. But also just really your goal as a new investor is to make people aware in your circle mm-hmm. that you're investing in real estate and people can do it passively with you. Right. That's it. It's awareness. Yeah. Awareness. Absolutely. And it's just putting mm-hmm. out there and you're putting yourself out there a lot. Are you finding like the YouTube channel specifically? Cause you brought that up. Is that actually bringing directly investors to you? Have you found, or is that just, you know, yeah. kind of, yeah, you, oh, yeah. Well, it's two things. Okay. When I talk to a new investor, they'll be like, Oh, I heard John so-and-so's podcast or right. a lot of time my cousin invests with you. It's a lot of referrals. And then what they'll say is, and then I Googled you, you know, and then when I Googled you, all this YouTube stuff came up and I watched a few of your YouTube videos and that taught me a lot about you. And I got to know you on your YouTube channel and everything like that. So that's what the best part about YouTube is, is it makes you Googleable. And so when a prospective investor wants to, to research you, what are they going to do? They're going to Google you, you know, that's yeah. just what, that's just what they do. What do. And if you've got a lot of content on Google, you and I were talking about this before the show starts. Google owns YouTube. And so they're going to show you YouTube videos that are more, that are in line with what you've searched because it, it just benefits them to do so. And also it's just, it's easy content that they have access to. It's, there you go. Man, I know this. I know that guy, Matt Faircloth, there he is, you know, or Yona Weiss or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So that's that makes, why I believe, that's why I think YouTube's great. That makes a lot of sense. It's very easy, especially when they're small consumable pieces you know where you're you can people can you know or long for i mean it is great also but people you know they they check it out and they can easily find you know about any topic and then they can just know you know what you're what you're up to and and how you're working and that's a much better way to to learn about you than than you trying to pitch people so you have the the content and the you know the social media presence is out there for a reason because that's working for you on your behalf you know like people are talking about you when you're not even around because they found mm-hmm. you. Yeah. 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 And then it's a good way to get to know you without you having to, you know, be there to, to teach it. And I, our YouTube channel is like 99.99999% education. And just like I said, just, just documenting the path of a real estate investor and people submit questions to us and I answer them on the air, mm-hmm. pretty basic stuff. Right. And so that's what, how we built out our YouTube channel. But it also shows that transparency that we want to have for our investors too. Right. So, so for the, just curious about the Facebook live thing that you're doing now with bigger pockets, because that's pretty cool, right? <laughs> yeah. I just want to prep myself for that also next week. How did you get into that? And how did you like, how do you pick the topics 
uh, to you know what you do every week or you know okay they I mean bigger pockets is I mean they're just trying to continue to find other ways to reach their base in that and there's obviously the podcast then there's the books and then just they had they built me going live on Facebook until a, a, you know, just recently they started doing it because they had this Facebook page that gets a lot of action. There's like six or seven hundred thousand members of it and that. So it's like, well, you know, let's try on this live thing and see if people will watch. And it did well, you know. And so they went to us, they're contributors. I've been writing articles for them for right. I mean, it's up up around seven years or so. I've been doing that. And so they've gone to folks that are loyal and been contributing to them for a long time, uh, like myself and like a lot, many, many other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm, you know, blessed enough to be good on camera. And so I just like, yeah, I'll do it. You know, sure. It'd be fun. And you just kind of what YouTube Facebook living is an interesting phenomenon because what you got to do is you got to start out talking to yourself right. or talking to your guest and having a conversation here. But then what, if you're lucky, what will happen is about halfway through the conversation, the audience starts talking to you, mm-hmm. right? If you can encourage them to do it, and the magic is that you'll, you'll know you're doing it right when you start seeing them typing and questioning, like, hey, what's this? What's that? What's this? What's that? And the conversation goes from you talking to just the camera teaching a point to, or me talking to Yona or whatever to you and I talking to them. And the coolest part about it is like, what if we could do your podcast mm-hmm. in front of a live studio audience right now right. of all like, well, let's yeah. see if I could fill up a, a stadium of a thousand real estate investors and you and I could just pop up and be doing a show right there. And they were doing something else a second ago, but all of a sudden, Oh shit, there's Matt and Yona. Right. You know, let me ask Matt and Yona a question. Right. That's right. kind of how it goes. And before so- you know it, you all these people that are talking to you and watching you that there's such cool engagement and magic of the internet that all of a sudden I'm so last Monday I was going back and forth with the guy in Finland on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Not writing on Facebook. I'm talking, he's typing and replying to me on the Facebook live on bigger pockets. That's so cool. Nickel. Yeah. It's very right? cool. And I, I love That's why that I like technology it. because it really is it's just like, especially when you have a page like bigger volumes that you have this well, audience, you know, you have, the audience there but this holds true with anything i mean like i could like just do this live right and yeah. i've seen people doing podcasts they do, they do the facebook live with a podcast you know i don't know if you if i would get as much out of it because i have you know yeah. people that are- you're like mr linkedin dude man like every linkedin comment you that i've seen other people make they'll get like two likes in one comment and the one comments from their brother you know <laughs> right you do a post and you get 200 likes and 47 comments, one post, you know? And I'm like, how did you're like, you, you figured out whatever, if there is a secret sauce of LinkedIn, you have figured it out. Yeah. And I commend you for that. But I believe LinkedIn now has a live video function. And yes. so you should be Mr. LinkedIn live video because LinkedIn's becoming the, a new uh, social channel. It's, it's overtaking a lot of the other channels like Facebook and stuff like that. It's, it's not, it's not the LinkedIn where you went to find a job 10 years ago. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And that's really where I came, came back to it uh, a few years ago when, when it changed and and started making that switch. And that just, I went all in on it, but it's interesting. You say that they, it's still beta. It's been beta since they launched it about a year ago or a year and a half ago. And I've applied like three times 
already to get it. And so I applied and never heard anything. Yeah. I applied just, and they, they were like, we'll get back to you. And then I was like, oh, okay, great. I thanks. know. So yeah. I think, you know, I might apply again soon, but I, it's something that it's a great idea. And I think, I think it'd be great, but it's cool. It's, you know, trying to figure out the other things that work also. You could do, so there's a software called StreamYard mm -hmm. that allows you to talk to multiple media channels all at once. There's other things that have tried this, but they're super clunky and they crash and all that. StreamYard is so elegant. Somebody wicked smart programmed it and wrote it and all that. StreamYard, I've never had it crash on me. It talks to Facebook. So you can go live on Facebook over here mm -hmm. and then you can go live on YouTube and live on LinkedIn, if they ever let you do it, <laughs> live on LinkedIn, live on other channels that you may have or other outlets that are subs. Or, and I'm not really into anything else, but you can go live on other stuff and went simultaneously, right? So while you people are watching me on Facebook, that what the wackiness is, you can be live on Facebook and have somebody leave a comment. And then right below that comment comes a comment from somebody on YouTube at the same time. That's I so mean, cool. it's like, it, and it's like running a freaking TV show. It really is like they're leaving Kinda, comments. And, I feel like you yeah. need, uh, once you get at that point, you need like assistance and you need, uh, you know, a, a, someone else helping you, you know, man, that type of content. You know, I watch sometimes Gary V like does the, you know, his show and he's got, he's, he's got, got a whole team, army, an old team. Doing he's this, got the you know? whole army. I listen to him. I listen to the tea with Gary V thing. Uh, when I'm out for a run, I'll listen to tea with Gary V and he'll be talking to his guy over here and you're like, Hey, can you put that in the other thing? You know? Yeah. You do need a team for managing that much content. You do need a team. Absolutely. And some people are, are surprised. Like how can someone do that much and put out that much content? We have a team, you know, and people oh, yeah. working on it. It's, it's well, not so he's next level. He's not even yeah. next level. He's like 10 X level, right? Yeah. Way beyond. Because he's got so much social content followers, but you don't have to have 10, 30, 10 or 30,000 people watching your streams at a given time. You could have 10 people watching it, man. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. I mean, but the, 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 key that i've found to content is repeatability just yeah. doing it over and over and over again that's how i built my youtube channel we now we now have twenty five thousand subscribers on our youtube page that's awesome i got there through five years of it and just by grinding it out posting two videos a week i forget the last time i didn't post two videos a week it's just every week oh, boom, wow. boom 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 and that's i awesome. did it myself for a very long time i now have a content manager but that's a new thing you know, I, I was doing it myself for years. Yeah. That, and, and that really just, you know, sh speaks to the point. And this has a lot to do with real estate also, you know, it's a long yeah. game, right? It is. You're not making, you're not building wealth. And it sounds like, you know, oh, raising private capital, I'm going to raise a million dollars and I'm going to be a millionaire. <laughs> no, it's, you know, you're investing in a multifamily building that you're going to be owning for, you know, three, five, 10 years. And, you may not see the you know the real returns on that investment until you sell it until you exit that you may not you may not yeah it is the long game and i i find that folks don't get people want to run the real estate sprint this would be a good book you should write this like the real estate sprint versus the real estate marathon you know but people want to do the sprint they want to wave the magic wand to be a millionaire next week or buy a hundred unit apartment complex in their first deal because they think apartment buildings are just ATM machines that spit out checks for a million dollars. You know, they're not. That's not how it goes. Maybe if you get lucky when you sell it, as you said, but it's really about making the right consistent choice and the right consistent decisions through the life of the asset and repeatability, as I said, to get that check way in the future. And that, 
that uh, holds true with, like I said, the analogy and it holds true with the, with the content creation also. I mean, doing bigger pockets articles for seven years or so until, you know, until now you're, you have something else, another channel, another, another way and Avenue. Well, my wife and I sort of writing articles for them in like 2013, 14, something like that. Um, and, uh, I wrote articles for them every week for a year, wow. every week did not miss a week. Just boom, 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 boom. And it got, I mean, eventually I started getting reached. It's like, Hey, average article on bigger pockets. And you know, I miss you did get reach outs from that, sure. but it wasn't like first article, 7,000 people calling you wanting to invest with you. No first article crickets, second article crickets, third article crickets, like 15th article, maybe you get a phone call, but then a year in Liz and I got a call on a Sunday night. Uh, she got a call on her cell phone and it's Mendy Jensen. And I was like, Hey, we just had a, our, our guest canceled on Monday. Would you like to go or for the bigger pockets podcast? Would you and your husband want to go on the bigger pockets podcast? And we're like, yes, you know, so yes, we'll die. And we had a six month old at the time. And if you listen to episode 88 on the bigger pockets podcast, you can hear a kid crying in the background. And it's my son who's now six. You can hear him like four or six months old in the other room uh, with, with one of, with my office manager at my office. She came to my office and my office manager hung out with him in the other room. Right. And, and watched him That's while so Liz cool. and I were on the show. And, awesome. and, but it just, it takes consistency. And then at some point that spotlight will shine on you. And when it does, if you're ready, you can jump on it. If you're not, uh, you know, but, but when the spotlight hits you, if you're ready for it, off you go. That's you know? awesome. And that's excellent advice, you know, for anyone listening here that is, you know, just considering real estate and thinking about like how to get involved it's not an overnight thing. It's not an overnight success. It's putting in the long hours and, and making a plan that how am I going to do something consistently for the next year or two, right? And you know, we'll we'll track the results and we'll see how it's going, but don't necessarily expect anything, you know, quickly from that. So I think that's, that's no. an excellent uh, perspective. People want to people. We, we live in a right now economy, man, and partly because of these lovely things right here that I can have whatever I want right now. But life, unfortunately, does not function like a cell phone. You know, life does not deliver everything right now. I yeah. can't just go to my life and say, hey, Siri, you know, tell me how tall Kilimanjaro is. You know, life doesn't have answers and things like that. And unfortunately, life is a long game, you know, and, and data and, and our, the world we live in has taught us to have everything we want immediately. But you still got to learn to live long, you sure. know. But I think it's, it's really the choices that you make, you know, consistently mm -hmm. and the actions you take consistently that will dictate eventually, you know, what that long game is going to be. Yeah, it is every day. The game of life. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, Matt, I'd love to jump right into the final four over here. Let's go. And, uh, and see where, where it's going to take us. First question, we ask four questions to our guests at the end of every episode. And the first question we always ask is, what is the worst job that you ever had? Oh man. Oh, I got so many. I got to pick one. Okay. Uh, oh, I, this is the best. Yeah, this is a good one. I, I've had some crummy jobs, uh, but, the, but the worst one that was demeaning that I was like, what am I doing this is I sold imitation perfume and cologne for this guy that was like, how to add the magazine and an ad newspaper. It was like sales jobs or no managers wanted. So I go to this thing and it was like an Amway-esque kind of thing. And in that and they were selling like you know knockoff bottles of ck1 or whatever 
uh, for 20 bucks and you were at, you had to go sell them on the street to like guys, just, just ordinary citizens going about their day, pumping gas to go to me. Hey, let me ask you a crazy question. What kind of perfume and cologne do you like? And you try and get them to give you 20 bucks for imitation knockoff perfume and cologne, you know? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I lasted like a week in that, but it was, it was, it was nuts. I don't know how that can be a viable business. I, mean, I yeah, well, if you got enough people that are willing to just make commission that, that are willing to just make commission for doing it. I mean, I swear it was he had a room full of people. He had a hundred people in the room that that were there to be a manager, you know, wow. and that so to learn how to do this thing. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes. That's crazy. Um, and I can see pretty easily why that was the worst. Uh, if you had to choose from a list. <laughs> the, yeah. the same, I got other ones, too, but not like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, yeah you know, to oppress you too much going yeah. down memory, memory lane about that. But no, I know. I'm breaking the tears. <laughs> what, um, second question, what, if there's a book that you've read that's given you a paradigm shift, so I'm looking for something, not just any book, but something that's totally changed your viewpoint on something. Absolutely. Uh, I'd, I'll, I'll go a little deep on you, man. I'll go deep with you, brother. I read it. I used to be pretty much an atheist. I was raised uh, going to a Christian church and stuff like that as a kid, but in 20 years old, doing another crummy job, uh, selling, actually, this is not bad. I just, you just get a tan all day. I, I selling, I was selling corn and produce out of the back of a pickup truck for a local farmer. And now you just park the truck on the side of the road where he told you to park it and people would pull up and buy dozens of ears of corn from you. But there was a lot of time to just sit and do nothing and sit and read, uh, sit out in the sun or whatever. So I read a book that my mother put in my hands called conversations with God. Um, and it is a phenomenal book and it's not a Christian book. It's not any kind of theology book. Um, but it opened up my mind to higher power, to the possibility that there is a thing or a higher power that's over me that I have a close relationship with, whether I like it or not. Um, and, and that I own that, that I own that relationship. And so conversations with God is an incredible book and it brought me to tears many times and taught me and open up my eyes to my spiritual self. Amazing. I've never even heard of that book, but it sounds like incredible book. Sounds incredible. And I yep. think, I think you're just that the premise that, you know, there is a higher power, whatever people, and people call it or whatever, oh, they, if you you want. Know, many, many yeah. different things. And some people call it the universe or the, this or whatever they want. But that understanding that, you know, I wasn't made out of thin air and that there's a creator and that there's <laughs> a greater plan to, yeah. uh, to life. Yeah. It, it gave uh, me a lot of comfort to know that I was a big, I was a little dot as part of a bigger plan and, and that, and, and that no matter what happens in life, you're going to be okay. You know, that gave me that level of like, Oh, okay. So it took a lot of pressure off myself and a lot of purpose too. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, it's a, it's a phenomenal book. Oh, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. um, the third question I like to ask is what is a skill or talent that you would like to learn? Ah, huh, I got two and I'll, I'll just cheat on you. You want to throw two out there. Um, I'd love to really eloquently speak another language, which I don't. Um, I used to speak French when I was a kid because I took a well, lot. I took French in school and I could speak it as fast as I'm speaking this right now, but I lost it, you know? Um, I'd love to speak either. I'd pick it Spanish, Mandarin, or Italian if I could pick one of the three. And, uh, and the, so that's one talent I'd love to have that I don't have. Mm -hmm. And as a, I, yet another thing I did as a kid, I spoke some French and I also played the piano. 
as a kid. It, it, I'm talking 11, 12 years old. And I just gave it up. My mother said, hey, just so you know, son, you're getting old enough that if you want to stop, you can stop. If you want to keep going, I'll keep paying for those lessons. But I'm giving you the option to stop right now. And I took the option. I took mm -hmm. the stop. And I now see people that I know that are our age that are playing instruments. And it's just such a talent that, that many people get rid of that, you know, maybe like 1% of our population in, in their thirties and forties play an instrument. And those that do are just like, it's so cool. You can just sit in front of a piano and play something. So I, if I wish I knew how to play the piano still, I've, I've lost that also. That's, that's amazing. So it's really interesting because the, the two most common answers I get on this question, and we've asked this two? question, uh, you know, probably about 30, 30, 40 times already, are, yeah, are a language and a, and a musical instrument, which is really Isn't interesting. Isn't that funny? That is, yeah. it is. And I find, you know why I find that interesting is because the similarity between music and language is, I mean, they, music is really a language, uh, if you yes. think about it. And both of them kind of expand our minds um, and our experiences because they're because every language and just like music is a language every language is really uh there's a whole culture mm -hmm. built into a language and so to really really speak a language everyone knows this to really learn how to speak a language you have to kind of immerse yourself yes right? and speaking it and when you're immersing yourself in speaking it you're speaking it with people who are fluent people who are you know speaking it the first you got to go immerses there you, yeah. exactly that immerses you in the culture and you have totally different life experiences through that. And, mm -hmm. and that to me is just amazing because it just shows that kind of curiosity in people yes. that you want to find out more about this world, you know, this great world around us. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. And, and I agree. And, uh, and I think that, that in some ways language is music too, because I've hear, I hear other people speaking yeah. a language that I don't understand that it kind of some ways kind of seems like they're singing a song when you hear them. It's, uh, you know, um, it's just, it's, uh, it's just interesting. It's just communications. And I think that language and music are two things and, and I, not to go too far on one side, but our, our, our world it has lost understanding of just the general overall humanness of all of us. And to get back to seeing, you know, deity in each other and to seeing uniquenesses in each other, things like language and music can help dissolve those boundaries. Getting away from politics and beliefs and things like that and just seeing the other person sitting across from you as another human. Above all that, language and music, I think, are the two things that help dissolve those boundaries. That's a great insight to that. It makes mm -hmm. a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so fourth and final question is, what does success mean to you? Oh, boy. Uh, let's see. Bank balance would be... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I, no. Like investing or, or working for money for, for a bank balance or for dollars in the bank is complete garbage. Success means to me living life on my own terms and being able to do what I want with the one limited resource that I have in my life, which is time. So choosing to do what I want with my time and having the resources to like, you know what, I'm going to take my six-year-old for a hike today, or I'm going to take him to the beach or take him to go ride a roller coaster, or take him to something that cost me some money. But to me, success is being able to have the time and the money to do what I want when I want to do it. And it doesn't necessarily mean driving Lamborghinis or, uh, or doing any of, any of the fancy, fancy stuff. It just means living life the way I want. And that might mean giving back to other people. That might mean hanging out with my family. That might mean doing some lavish things. 
but it also might mean just, you know, this isn't me, but if I, if you wanted to sleep till 10 a.m., I can do that. That's success. If I know I can sleep till 6 a.m. and not have any financial repercussions of me doing that, then just owning my life fully, that's success. Yeah, that's beautiful. Beautiful answer. And Matt, we've already, we've already covered this a bunch in, in our discussion, sure. but we always ask, you know, where can people find you and reach out to you? Yeah. Well, they can go with, well, I don't know if we mentioned this. I mean, they can obviously, you know, contact me and, and hear a lot and see a lot of the, the hard work that I've done at Bigger Pockets. But my company, I'm actually not a Bigger Pockets employee, as some, <laughs> some people think. Um, I'm just a Bigger Pockets contributor. Uh, my company is called the DeRosa Group, D E R O S A. And they can simply go to DeRosaGroup.com and learn how to, if you're an accredited investor, how to invest with us. If you are a, a student of real estate and want to build an awesome real estate brand, you can learn how to, um, how to join our, our, our groups. Uh, and also if they want, I, I put together a thank you uh, for folks that listen to, to these kinds of shows and, and stuff like that. So if they just want to text my company name, DeRosa, D-E-R-O-S-A, to the number 66866. Just put 66866 on your, on your phone and put in the word DeRosa. There's a gargantuan basket of free stuff. That no, you know, no, pay, no pay money. Just to, here's a bunch of free stuff. Uh, you guys can get that. And you do get the option to join our online community, but you don't have to do that. Just take the free stuff. And if you want to join our online community, you can do that too. Awesome. But we're, and also, we're, just, we're easy to find, uh, by, uh, obviously, because of Google. Thank you, Google. Yes. You know? <laughs> That's right. And thank you. Matt Faircloth for, for taking the time. And I appreciate you and appreciate the, the time you spent with me today. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. And, uh, and to our listeners, once again, thanks for, uh, for joining us. I hope you got a lot of value out of this episode. I know I did. And remember, the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn. Send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.